الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما خلقت الجن والإنس إلا ليعبدون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم المسلم من سلم المسلمون من لسانه ويده أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected ulama kiram, brothers and elders. <coughs> As discussed over and over again, the deen is a complete way of life. It is not restricted and confined to any few aspects, only to ibadat, only to how a person adorns his character or just some things to do with how a person does his business correctly all these things put together every aspect that Allah Ta'ala has given us in the Quran Sharif Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi has taught us all this is included in deen and all this makes up deen the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says that وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ that I have not created insan and jinnat except for my ibadat. Our concept of ibadat often is just confined to salah, fasting, hajj, zakat. Indeed, these are the pillars of Islam. These are extremely important ibadats. These are obligations of deen. There is no question of any compromise on these aspects. But even a person... <coughs> conducted himself according to the shariat in his business, he's in ibadat. A person conducted himself in the manner that Nabi Islam has taught with his family, he's also in ibadat. A person is displaying the akhlaq that Nabi Islam taught, and all this obviously because this is what Allah's Nabi Islam gave us. With that, as his purpose and object to be in conformance to the way of Rasulullah he is doing all these things then he is in ibadat in all these situations so therefore deen is this complete way of life and in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says Ya kafa. O you who believe enter into Islam fully enter into Islam in totality so don't only just enter in one portion of Islam for example the portion of Ibadat then that the person has entered in but he is not prepared to enter through the door of Mu'asharat or the door of Akhlaq so then he is not entering into Islam in totality so in this Regard, we have to understand all the branches of deen and make an effort to make sure that we have started bringing in all these ahkam in our lives. In the hadith sharif that was recited, Nabi Sallallahu says, Al-Muslimu man salim al-Muslimun min lisanihi wa yadi. The definition of a Muslim is being given. 
that who is deserving of this title? One is the literary definition, but there is a definition which Nabi Islam has given to many things also. For example, the definition of a mujahid, one is the definition we have in our minds that too is in his place, but there is a further definition which Nabi Islam has given. And that definition also is extremely important to have always in one's mind. Al-Mujahidu man jahada nafsahu fi ta'atillah. That this applies to every person anywhere and everywhere that he should be this Mujahid. And he should be this true Mujahid. That Al-Mujahidu man jahada nafsahu fi ta'atillah. The real Mujahid is the one who has made this Mujahada against his nafs in making sure that he does not give in to that nafs and in making sure that he fulfills the command of Allah Ta'ala that mujahada that is required at that time that nafs is dragging and pulling in one direction but Allah Ta'ala's command is that don't do that, you come in this direction so now this tug of war that is happening within him so he makes the mujahada against his nafs and he does not obey that nafs so Nabi Islam says, this is the true Mujahid. The person who has made this Mujahada against his nafs. Now this is the definition. Muhajir, the definition of Muhajir, we have in our minds and that is in its place also. But Nabi Islam has given a definition of Muhajir also. Well, Muhajiru man hajara ma nahallahu anhu. One is that a person is in such a situation where it becomes first for him to make hijrat, like in the time of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam before the conquest of Makkah Mukarramah. After Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam left Makkah Mukarramah, it was now first upon the Sahaba also to make hijrat to Madinah Munawwara. And this obligation continued until the conquest of Makkah. So there's various details in this regard, when is it necessary for a person to make hijrah from some place, etc. But a broader definition which Nabi Wasallam gives, that the true muhajir, the true muhajir is one, now hijrat, hijrat means to leave. A person for the sake of Allah Ta'ala is now leaving his home, leaving his hometown, leaving everything he's familiar with, leaving the people he is accustomed to, leaving all the things that he is probably set up over years, maybe over decades. But now, because this is the obligation from Allah Ta'ala, where it's farz. And where it is not farz, but because it may not be conducive for him to remain there to safeguard his deen. It has become now almost like impossible for him to safeguard his deen there. So now for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, he decided that I have to leave all this and move somewhere where it is safer for me to look after my deen. So now that leaving, that is hijrat. So there is a leaving involved. Leaving his home, leaving his place, leaving his people, leaving everything behind. So Nabi Islam says that that is in its place. But the true muhajir, the true muhajir is one, man hajara ma nahallahu anhu. That he leaves all those things that Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. He is leaving also. What is leaving out? Everything that Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. He is the true Muhajir.
And in this manner there are many, many other such examples in the hadith where there are various definitions that la imana liman la amanatala. A mu'min, a mu'min, so who is a mu'min? So Nabi Islam is giving the converse of it. By which we can get this definition. That a person who doesn't have amanat in his life, trustworthiness, Nabi Islam says he doesn't fall in the definition of mu'min. One is the technical definition, the definition that we learn in maktab, in madrasa, which is in the books of fiqh, aqidah, so that is in its place. But this is a broader definition which Nabi Islam is giving. That a person doesn't deserve the title of mu'min, though he is technically mu'min. Who la imana liman la amanatala. That he doesn't have amanat in his life. And in this way there's many, many examples. So he, likewise in this hadith sharif, the definition of a Muslim is being given. Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala's fazal and karam, we all have been blessed with Iman and Islam. Allah Ta'ala keep us on this Iman. Allah Ta'ala take us on Iman. And Allah Ta'ala raise us on the day of Qiyamah to this Iman. But this definition of Islam now, Muslim, Nabi Islam is giving us a definition for us to ponder on. Says Al Muslimu man salim al Muslimun mil lisanihi wa yadihi. Two nights ago we discussed the aspect very briefly of Mu'asharat. I said the whole crux of Mu'asharat is this branch of deen known as Mu'asharat. The whole crux of that is that a person doesn't cause any inconvenience to the next person. This Hadith Sharif is the summary of that. This Hadith Sharif highlights that definition and that summary of Mu'asharat. Nabi Islam is saying that if you want to truly deserve this title of Muslim, then you should judge yourself in the light of this Hadith Sharif. You should look at yourself in the mirror of this Hadith Sharif. Then the technical definition will still be in its place, but in the special definition that Nabi Islam has given, that is something to be checked. So who is a Muslim? Nabi Islam says that a Muslim is that person who Muslims are safe from his min lisanihi wayadi from his tongue, from any harm of his tongue and any harm of his hand. Tongue and hand actually refer to any word or action. That he does not cause any undue difficulty upon anybody whether by his word, whether by his action. Now a person who has this consciousness in him, then Nabi Islam is saying he is deserving of this title of Muslim. Unfortunately, because this aspect of Mu'asharat is hardly ever regarded as a part of deen, as a result, these things are not given really much consideration. Who a person is causing any taklif to, who is hurting, who is causing some kind of grief upon. 
it doesn't matter to him. And because a person is, mashallah, especially if a person is very conscious of his salah, and not just his first salah, somebody is even making the hajjud salah, mashallah, excellent. Somebody is very constant on his tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, he is making his tasbihat and azkar. So such a person sometimes falls in this deception that I am a super Muslim regardless of what else happens. Who I cause taklif to, who I hurt, what goes on, all that is insignificant and that is not of any consequence. MashaAllah, I am a super Muslim. Whereas, the neglect in mu'asharat, the neglect in mu'amalat, monetary dealings, and in akhlaq, these are extremely dangerous, this neglect is extremely dangerous in the sense that because of this lack of fulfilling the laws of mu'asharat, for example, and he went on giving taklif to people, went on hurting people, went on causing hardship to others, as a result of this on the day of Qiyamah, he could lose all this ibadat also to others. The well-known Hadith Sharif about Nabi Islam asked, who is a muflis, who is a pauper, the Sahaba said that the person who owns nothing. Nabi Islam said, no, that's not the person I'm talking about. I'm talking about the muflis of my ummah who will come on the day of Qiyamah. He'll come with a lot of rewards. Lot of salah, fasting, zakat, and other ibadat. So, mashallah, he's come with mountains of rewards. But, he thought nothing about swearing anybody. Because this is not in the masjid now, he's outside. He's in his business, he's on the street, he's at home. He only saw his wife, he didn't swear anybody else. So, what does it matter? He didn't think that. Well, this is not something that anybody should have any problem with him. This is his business, his life. Nabi Islam's first example, وَيَأْتِي قَدْ شَتَمَ هَذَا He had sworn at somebody. وَقَذَفَ هَذَا He had slandered someone. وَأَكَلَ مَالَ هَذَا He had usurped somebody's wealth. وَسَفَكَ دَمَ هَذَا Killed somebody, committed murder. وَضَرَبَ هَذَا He hit somebody, he caused some taklif in some way to somebody. Hitting is one form of taklif. So now, the day of Qiyamah is a day of justice. All that in dunya a person thought he could just do as he wills and get away and who is there to ask? And who is there to question? So in dunya many things, Allah Ta'ala gives respite, maybe a person will still repent, come back. But a person mistakes that respite as that he is fine, everything is fine, there is nothing going wrong for him. He gets deceived like that rat that saw that cheese in that tap. He thought that every day I was going and hunting for crumbs everywhere. Today there is this whole block of cheese, today is my Eid. He thought that this is now, because I am so good at going to forage these crumbs all over the place, this became my reward now. Whereas that wasn't the reward. So in any case, now the day of Qiyamah when all these people now will come to claim. Because the day of Qiyamah is a day of Insaf, the day of Adal. So now all these good deeds will get dished out. This person so much, this person so much. And on that day, there's no rands and cents. There's no dollars and pounds. 
is the amal that will now be the currency of the day. So all these amal will get dished out. And now in the amal are dished out, but the claims are not settled yet. So now what will be the case? So the sins of the claimants will be now transferred to him in return. And after having been transferred to him, he came with all the mountains of rewards. But فَيُؤْخَذُ مِنْ خَطَايَاهُمْ فَتُرِحَتْ عَلَيْهِ ثُمَّ تُرِحَ فِي النَّارِ Now he will end up in Jahannam with the sins of others. What a terrible loss this is. And what a serious deprivation that a person came with mountains of rewards and he takes other people's sins and goes to Jahannam. Why? Because of the neglect in these branches of deen. So this is also a very integral part of deen. And the ahkam of Mu'asharat and laws of Mu'asharat are included even in the Qur'an Sharif. There are many ayat dealing with Mu'asharat. وَعَاشِرُوهُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ This is Mu'asharat. Treat your wives kindly. The law of Allah Ta'ala in the Qur'an Sharif. Now but a person might say that there are many problems sometimes. So Allah Ta'ala is also giving us up from the issue. فَإِنْ كَرِهِتُمُوهُنْ If you dislike something about them. فَعَسَىٰ أَن تَكْرَهُوا شَيْئًا وَيَجْعَلَ اللَّهُ فِيهِ خَيْرًا كَثِيرًا Sometimes you will dislike something, but Allah Ta'ala has put good for you in the same thing. The laws of Ma'asharat in the Qur'an Sharif لَا تَدْخُلُوا بُيُوتًا غَيْرَ بُيُوتِكُمْ حَتَّى تَسْتَأْنِسُوا وَتُسَلِّمُوا عَلَىٰ أَهْلِهَا Don't enter anybody else's house without permission. First take permission, then make salah. It's all Ma'asharat, because it's somebody else's privacy. Or to just intrude in somebody's privacy is not permissible. This is all the laws of otherwise it creates great amount of difficulty for others, creates friction, creates bitterness. And Islam and Deen and Iman, the thing that is highlighted among the things are, and which is very cherished in Deen, is to maintain the peace. So all these laws of Mu'asharat also, teach us not to co- cause any inconvenience to anybody, and thereby we maintain the peace at all levels. This is something which unfortunately we give little regard to. Whereas in the Quran Sharif, in the Ahadith, this is repeatedly highlighted. On the one occasion when Nabi Wasallam woke up at night to make ibadat, it was the 50th night of Shaban, now this highlights this aspect of Mu'asharat. Nabi Wasallam came, it was the home of Hazrat Aisha anha. He lay down on the bed for a while. After a while he woke up, he was on his way to the Qabristan. But how did he wake up? Now this is the lesson that in the wording of the Hadith Sharif, Aisha Radhiyallahu was not asleep. She, Nabi Salaam thought she had fallen asleep already, but she was not sleeping yet. So she observed what was happening. And as a result, she then narrated this. That Nabi Salaam woke up very gently. And then he, she says, Fanta'ala ruwaydan. He then put on his shoes very gently. وَفَتَحَ الْبَابَ رُوَيْدًا He opened the door 
Again, the same word is being repeated. Now, if somebody did something, just carried on, he did it, probably mentioned once. But if somebody really took care to do it, very, very gently, everything is taking extra care. So then now this will be emphasized. So this repeated mention of the word is showing that this wasn't just done, just fine. It was done with extra care. That there mustn't be any kind of disturbance. وَفَتَحَ الْبَابَ رُوَيْدًا He opened the door very gently. Then he left the room. And وَأَغْلَقَ الْبَابَ رُوَيْدًا He then closed the door very gently. Can we imagine how many times she is repeating it? This is to paint that picture of gentleness. And that picture of complete calm and doing it, taking extra care to ensure that there isn't the slightest bit of disturbance. Number one, what has Nabi Sallallahu woken up for? He didn't wake up for business. He didn't wake up for any entertainment, Nauzubillah. He didn't wake up for any worldly reason. He woke up for the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala. Number two, who is in that room? There isn't hundred people there. There isn't some very, or some other outside personality there. It is his wife. But Nabi Islam is undertaking all this care that it must not disturb her sleep because he thought she was sleeping. This is highlighting this aspect of Mu'asharat. That nobody should be given inconvenience. But unfortunately, let alone for dunya, even if we're waking up for deen also, if by chance we get the tawfiq one night to wake up, then it will have to be in a way that everybody becomes the way we woke up. So that everybody comes to know, okay, mashallah, he's also around. But because of this lack of consciousness, that what is this mu'asharat all about, and how to go about it, how does a person speak? How does he speak to others in a way that doesn't cause taklif? Now, this is something, the tongue is sharper than a sword. Sword will cut the outside. Tongue will cut the heart. But because of this mu'asharat being something that is a foreign concept to us, it doesn't matter, this Hadith Sharif starts off on that note. Al-Muslimu man salim al-Muslimun min lisanihi. A Muslim is that person who others are safe from his tongue. How he speaks. Not only the use of some flowery language, but those uncalled for sarcastic comments, those Comments that sometimes really break somebody's spirit down. Sometimes it makes somebody feel so down. There have been instances where somebody was really down and out. Someone asked him that what's going on? Allah forbid the person was contemplating suicide. After he got talking to him, he said, you know, I think I'd rather just end it all off. Well, it doesn't end with that. Allah forbid the torment only starts off from there then. It's like jumping from the frying pan to the fire itself. But in any case, at that point in time, the person now was contemplating suicide. But what happened? Why is this? So, part of the thing that led to it was, that somebody was repeatedly just 
making comments of a nature which really broke his spirit completely. Really demolished that I'm worth nothing and there's no, no point in me even trying to be around, whereas that's wrong of him to think in that way. But that is now what Shaitan put in his mind. But where this came from, that he was being repeatedly spoken to in a way and given such comments and told such things that were making him feel worthless. Making him feel that he is a liability on everybody. He is somebody that just doesn't, shouldn't have been around. Now, this is the thing to learn in terms of Mu'asharat. Those who had understood this Mu'asharat, then they applied it, like this one example we just discussed now of Rasulullah the incident of our Kabir, which perhaps we discussed on previous occasions, but there's subhanAllah so much of lesson in it, and this is the lesson that we speak about, that often the question comes, where is this aspect of our Kabir always coming in, that they understood the Sunnah and they applied it. And we will learn the application correctly from them. The incident of Hazrat Ma'ashaf Ali Thani on that occasion when he was extremely ill, late at night he needed to go and relieve himself. So he woke up, he fetched the jug for Istinja because there was obviously no running water. So wherever it would be kept from its place, he picked it up, took it, went with it. After having gone to the toilet and returned, because of his severe illness and weakness, this exertion was too much. And while still walking back in the house, he collapsed and fell unconscious. After some time, now this is in the dead of night, nobody is aware what's going on. After some time, he regained consciousness, realized that he's fallen here in the midst of this place, passage or whatever, woke up and came back to his bed. When he came back to his bed, after having come back to his bed, he now remembered that when I fell, at that time I still had that jug in my hand. So when I fell unconscious, that would have fallen out of my hand. And that is still lying somewhere on the way. Number one, somebody else wakes up and they need to, need to use it. They won't find it in its place. Because that's where they'll go to look for it. Because everything should have a place. So that is convenient for everyone. So they will go to look for it in its place, they won't find it. So this will be taklif to them. And then somebody else might be just walking past, they won't see that on the floor and they might trip over it. So now the one option was that his wife was sleeping in that same room. He could have called for her to wake up and go and fetch it and put it in its place because he's now just fallen unconscious and now just woke up and came to his bed. But that too was something he couldn't bring himself to do. That now she's fast asleep, why should I disturb her sleep? So he woke up himself in that condition. He went all the way back to where he had fallen, found the jug, picked it up, came and put it back in its place, and then came back to his bed and slept. Now this is exactly emulating that lesson that Nabi Wasallam gave, on that occasion of 15th of Shaban. And this is why this Akabir reached that level, because their emulation of Rasulullah was so close.
One is the emulation, mashallah, that to eat something sweet, or some are debating whether it's before or after. Somebody said the simple thing is eat it both times. So then either way you covered. So then we got it right. Either way somehow, but the emulation is there. So mashallah, in that, we are super one in emulating. Either way we want to get it right. We don't want to miss out in case it's before or after. So rather just have it both times, so you're done. But when it comes to the things that have some kind of challenge on us, when it now comes to the aspects of muasharat, when it comes to controlling the tongue, when it comes to being kind to others, when it comes to the aspect of bringing happiness to the heart of others, Hazrat Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu anha, she explains that I would be eating with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa I would take a bite of a mussel and when I would place it, Nabi Sallallahu would pick it up and he would turn it and bite from the point that I had taken a bite of. Now, why? What taste will change in that? It won't change the taste of the food, but it will change the taste of the heart of the person. It will bring that happiness in the heart that I am being given this consideration. I would drink from a utensil and I would place it down. Nabi Sallallahu would pick it up and turn it from the spot that I had taken a sip from. Now, this was for no other reason but idkhalu sururi fi qalbil mu'min. Nabi Sallallahu says that among the greatest acts of virtue after the faraiz, after the compulsory acts, among the greatest acts of virtue, is idkhalu sururi fi qalbil mu'min bringing happiness to the heart of a Muslim we alhamdulillah practice on this we only practice on it often generally illa mashallah we practice with strangers we practice with people who are strangers to us somebody who came mashallah we see this person is some need or whatever we want to make him happy we will make him happy but those who are closest to us our parents our families, they often, this doesn't even come to mind that there's something like idkhalu sururi fi qalbil mu'min. So then we're waiting for, like the West, because they lost all the norms, all the values, there's no values left. It's just some kind of, just customs. So now the values, the value of parents, the value of respect for parents, of serving parents, making their khidmat, is all lost. Each one lives their own life. But now in order to appease the mind in some way, so what is now brought in? We'll wait one, once a year for Mother's Day. Once a year for Father's Day. So now they did their duty once a year. And Allah forbid, soon, perhaps the time might come, once a year there will be Husband's Day. Because that life is going in that direction. Everybody lives their own life. And it's just a kind of just existing together for convenience. Just existing together for mutual convenience. Otherwise I live my life, you live your life. And whatever mutual benefits there are, that will be derived from both parties. But otherwise, there is no consideration for each other. 
because of the loss of this entire branch of Masharat. And to the extent that we are also following this Western style, Western lifestyle, to that extent the same diseases of that Western society are coming in us. And the same consequences that they have suffered, we are suffering. So this aspect of Masharat is something extremely important. All the things that Nabi Sallallahu taught, one Sahabi says we came as guests to the house to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So he arranged for us to where we would be sleeping, etc. So after Isha, Rasulullah Sallallahu would still be busy with other Sahaba and so on. And he would indicate to us to go and rest. We would go and go to sleep. Long after he would come. And he would still come to check if everything is in order, everything is fine, nobody needs anything. But now everybody has already come a while before. It's time to sleep. So somebody might be already sleeping. So now Nabi Islam is coming. And Nabi Islam, he was on that level of mahboobiyat. He was beloved to that extent to the Sahaba Ikram that technically speaking, if there was something of taklif, in a sense, inconvenience, that too would have been something very, very beloved to a Sahabi. The Nabi Islam woke me up, I saw him one more time. That was something on that level. They wouldn't have been in any way disturbed about it. But what is Nabi Sallallahu action? He's coming, he's making salam because that is the etiquette. Salam is an ibadat as well. So now this is an ibadat. But the Sahabi explains that how did he make salam? He made salam in such a way that if somebody was awake, they would have heard it. And if somebody was sleeping, they wouldn't have been disturbed. The person who was awake, because he's awake, so now fine, it's fine to make salam to him. So he would have heard that salam. It was at that tone, at that pitch, the voice was at that pitch. That that person who was awake would have heard it. That person who was sleeping, his sleep would not have been disturbed. Now this is from Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, an ibadat of salam, but that ibadat of salam also must not disturb somebody's sleep. Can we imagine how we go about conducting ourselves without any consideration. If somebody is sleeping, well now we enjoying ourselves, he should be also awake. Why is sleeping? His fault. So the consideration is all lost. Whereas this is something to be now conscious about because this then will cause us to lose Allah for good, all our amal, all the ibadat that we perform. The fasting of the month of Ramadan will go to somebody else. The atikaf will get distributed to someone else. The zakat and hajj somebody else will take. And Allah forbid we get left empty-handed. Worse than that, we get left with the sins of others. So this is the summary of this entire branch of Mu'asharat. And this is this definition which we should etch on our hearts and minds. That al-Muslimu man salim al-Muslimun min lisanihi wa yadi. That a Muslim, the definition Nabi Salaam is giving of a Muslim... A Muslim is that person who others are not inconvenienced by any word or any action of his. Rather, he is a source of comfort for everyone. Yes, this doesn't mean in any way that we must compromise on the principles of deen. This in no way, the person, unfortunately, we are either on one extreme or the other. Either we are now not fulfilling any aspect of Muasharat, otherwise everything is fine. All the haram is also fine because we don't hurt anybody's feelings in any way. 
So where something crosses the line of Shariat and Deen, then that will have to be put in place. That will have to be rectified. But within the limits of Shariat and Deen, then this is the way the Islam has taught us, that we don't cause any taklif, any inconvenience to anybody. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alam. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله La ilaha illallah 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 muhammadur rasulullah sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala alayhi wa sallam dil mera ho jaye ek maidan ho tu hi tu ho tu hi tu ho tu hi tu غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیطان دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ 
اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناماسیاں تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہ اللہ جل جلالہ عم نوانہ
ഹമ്മദ جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله يا ربي صل وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد كلما ذكره الذاكرون وصل على سيدنا محمد كلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا ظلمنا انفسنا ظلمنا انفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرتها اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرتها اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا الا غفرته ولا هما الا فرجته ولا حاجه هي لك رضا الا قضيتها ويسرتها يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا اكرم الاكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا ارحم الراحمين ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل اخرتنا خيرا من الاولى ربنا لا تؤاخذنا ان نسينا او اخطانا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا اسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقه لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا انت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان 
يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم زينا بزينة الإيمان وجعلنا هداة مهتدين غير ضالين ولا مضلين غير ضالين ولا مضلين غير ضالين ولا مضلين اللهم اهدنا واهد بنا واجعلنا سببا لمن اهتدى اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اهد الناس جميعا ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قره اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اله العالمين يا الله ومس مرسف لله موس جريشس موس كاين موس لافيك الله اله العالمين يا الله يا الله افري مومنت يا الله يا الله يوزينج اند بينيفيتينج فروم يور كاونتليس نعمتس اند باونتيز يا الله يا الله اول يور باونتيز ار بينج شاورد ابون اس افري ميلي سيكند يا الله اله العالمين يا الله يا الله ذيس هاندز وي ار ريزينج وي ار ريزينج تو يو يو جرانتد اس يا الله يا الله ذيس تانجز يا الله يو بلست اس وذ يا الله اور ايز ار يور جيفت يا الله our ears and hands and feet are your gift ya allah ya allah the heart that we have in us is your gift ya allah ya allah you gave us sanity ya allah this is your nikmat ya allah ilahul alamin you blessed us with sight ya allah this is your gift ya allah ilahul alamin how tolerant you have been ya allah ya allah we misused all your gifts and bounties ya allah ya allah we looked at haram you didn't make us blind ya allah ya allah we made ghibat you didn't make us dumb ya allah ilahul alamin we listen to haram music and other things ya allah you didn't make us deaf ya allah ilahul alamin you didn't get break our hands and feet ya allah and all this is your further nikmat ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah but today we regret what we have done ya allah we misused all your nikmat ya allah all the bounties you blessed us with we used it to disobey you ya allah ya allah this is such a great crime we have committed ya allah we sincerely regret what we have done ya allah ilahul alamin we are sincerely repenting today ya allah ya allah you forgive us ya allah forgive us ya allah Forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive all the major and minor sins we have committed, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive the sins of the day and night, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. When we hid away from people and committed sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, at that time we forgot you were watching, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, when we checked to see that nobody else is around, Ya Allah, we forgot you are away, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us your consciousness, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us your consciousness, Ya Allah. Let us be forever aware that you are watching, Ya Allah. You are all knowing, Ya Allah. You are all seeing, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Whatever we have done, we have made sincere tawbah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are going to be totally away from all these sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you save us in the future, Ya Allah. You give us istiqamat on this tawbah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. You save us in the future, Ya Allah. Save us from all the vices, Ya Allah. Save us from all the evils, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, only with your protection can we be saved, Ya Allah. Otherwise, we'll become the morsels of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you safeguard us, Ya Allah. You protect us, Ya Allah. You guide us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect us. 
protect our deen, ya Allah. Protect our iman in Islam, ya Allah. Allah, you enable us to fulfill all the commands of deen, ya Allah. Enable us to fulfill all the ibadat, ya Allah. Enable us to fulfill the mu'amalat correctly, ya Allah. Enable us to live all the aspects of mu'asharat that you have given, ya Allah. Allah, grant us the akhlaq of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, make us complete believers, ya Allah. Allah, make us the Muslim that Nabi Islam wants us to be, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, make us the mu'min that he has defined, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Allah, you grant us a topic of following in the footsteps of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, save us from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, ya Allah. Put the hatred of the ways of Yahud and Nasara in our hearts, ya Allah. Put the love of the sunnah in our hearts, ya Allah. Enable us to adopt the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul alamin, enable us to perform our five times salah with jama'ah, ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, ya Allah. Enable us to perform every salah with takbir ula, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Enable us to perform the nawafil as well, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Enable us to perform such a salah with which you are pleased with, ya Allah. Allah, grant us the pleasure of salah, ya Allah. Grant us the ecstasy of salah, ya Allah. Allah, grant us the sweetness of tilawat, ya Allah. Allah, grant us the pleasure of zikr, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Grant us the sweetness of talking to you in dua, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, because we are, ya Allah, empty of all this, ya Allah. We are finding sweetness in the bitter things, ya Allah. In the sins, ya Allah. Whereas that's just a deception, ya Allah. Ya Allah, that is sweet-coated poison, ya Allah. Ya Allah, that is destroying us, ya Allah. That has caused so much of havoc in our lives, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, give us the, ya Allah, understanding of the realities, ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the haram, ya Allah. Save us from all the evil, ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the pleasure of ibadat, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. You make us your true and obedient servants, ya Allah. Full of hearts with your muhabbat, ya Allah. Full of hearts with your muhabbat, ya Allah. Full of hearts with your muhabbat, ya Allah. Allah, remove the love of dunya from our hearts, ya Allah. Allah, remove the love of evil from our hearts, ya Allah. Allah, remove all the illicit love from our hearts, ya Allah. Ya Allah, full of hearts with your love, ya Allah. Full of hearts with the love of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Full of hearts with the love of deen, ya Allah. Full of hearts with the love of the efforts of deen, ya Allah. Allah, accept us in our progeny till qiyamah for the efforts of deen with ikhlas and afiyat, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Allah, accept all the work of deen that is taking place, ya Allah. Allah, make it a means of hidayat, ya Allah. Allah, you support every work of deen that is taking place on haq, ya Allah. Allah, fulfill all the needs from the treasures of the ghayb, ya Allah. Allah, remove all the obstacles and difficulties, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have asked us to make dua who are sick, ya Allah, give them shifai kamila, ajila, muspamirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, ya Allah. All those on any kind of difficulties and hardships, ya Allah, you remove their difficulties with afiyat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant sukoon to the hearts, ya Allah. Remove the depression, the worries, the sorrow, the grief, ya Allah. Allahul alamin, grant happiness in the hearts, ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts of the ummah, ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts of spouses, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of family members, ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the communities, ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts of the ummah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, unite the ummah, ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the ummah, ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the ummah, ya Allah. Ya Allah, Nabi Islam would be so pained, ya Allah, that this ummah that he left and went, ya Allah. Ya Allah, how much we have divided ourselves, ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the ummah and please the heart of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have passed away, make that complete maghfirat, ya Allah. Raise their stages in the akhirat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, those of our parents who have passed away, ya Allah, forgive them, ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, ya Allah. Ya Allah, raise their stages in the akhirat, ya Allah. Grant them a special place in ala illiyeen, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Those of our parents who are living, give them barkat in their lives, barkat in their health. 
Allah alamin enable us to earn Jannah through service to the Ya Allah. Allah alamin at the time of our death, take us with the kalimah La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah take us on iman e kamil Ya Allah. Take us on tawbah and nasuh Ya Allah. Allah save us from the traps of shaitan at that critical time Ya Allah. Allah alamin send your angels to support us Ya Allah. Allah alamin give us the help of the angels at that time Ya Allah. Allah you keep us steadfast Ya Allah. Allah you keep us steadfast on iman Ya Allah. Take us on Iman, Ya Allah. Allah, make our covered gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, give us the bedding of Jannah in our covers, Ya Allah. Open the window of Jannah in our covers for us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, in this Mubarak month, whatever amal we done, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, nothing is worthy of presenting to you, Ya Allah. Out of your grace, accept it, Ya Allah. Out of your mercy, accept it, Ya Allah. Allah, we don't deserve anything, Ya Allah. But Ya Allah, you are most kareem, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you accept it out of your mercy and grace, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Allah, enable us to use the rest of this Mubarak month correctly, Ya Allah. Allah, give us a topic of making sincere tawbah from all the haram, Ya Allah. Allah, enable us to totally, Ya Allah, remove all those devices that have been taking us to haram, Ya Allah. All the means that have been leading us to haram, Ya Allah, save us from it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, after this month of Ramadan, keep us steadfast, Ya Allah. Allah, keep us steadfast in Ramadan, Ya Allah. Keep us steadfast after Ramadan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us this wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Allah, you gave the month of Ramadan for taqwa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have still not acquired this, Ya Allah. Allah, you bless us with this great wealth, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with taqwa, Ya Allah. Keep us with taqwa, Ya Allah. After Ramadan, keep us with taqwa, Ya Allah. Till our last breath, keep us with taqwa, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Grant us all the qualities of Iman, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us yaqeen, Ya Allah. Grant us tawakkul, Ya Allah. Grant us inabat and ruju, Ya Allah. Grant us generosity, Ya Allah. Grant us simplicity, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Grant us compassion and kindness, Ya Allah. Grant us the quality of forgiveness, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us the quality of consideration for others, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fill our hearts with all the beautiful, noble qualities, Ya Allah. And remove the pride from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the arrogance and malice and jealousy from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove all the evil qualities, Ya Allah. Remove the love of the ego, Ya Allah. Grant us the reality of tawazu, Ya Allah. Grant us the reality of tawazu, Ya Allah. Grant us the reality of tawazu, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. We are nothing, Ya Allah. We are totally nothing, Ya Allah. Allah, but we still regard ourselves as something, Ya Allah. Allah, this pride is so detested to you, Ya Allah. Your Nabi Sallallahu has announced that that person will not go to Jannah who has pride to the extent of a mustard seed, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, only with your help can we get rid of this, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove this pride from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove every atom of this pride from our hearts, Ya Allah. Grant us the reality of tawazu, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us realize this hakikat and reality, Ya Allah. That we are nothing, Ya Allah. We are totally dependent on you alone, Ya Allah. Whatever it is, it's only your grace, Ya Allah. It is only your sattari, Ya Allah. It is only you have covered our faults, Ya Allah. That we can walk around on the street, Ya Allah. It is only your grace and mercy that, Ya Allah, due to our misdeeds, you have still not allowed, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, us to be destroyed, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you grant us all the noble qualities, Ya Allah. You grant us the haqiqat of tawbah, Ya Allah. Allah, you grant us the reality of tawbah, Ya Allah. Grant us the reality of taqwa, Ya Allah. Allah, keep us steadfast on this tawbah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, surely you wish to forgive us, Ya Allah. It is only your tawfiq that we are sitting in your house, Ya Allah. It is only your tawfiq that we have raised our hands, Ya Allah. It is only your tawfiq that we are begging you for forgiveness, Ya Allah. Allah, you have granted us all this tawfiq, Ya Allah. Allah, you forgive us also, Ya Allah. You show your rahmat on us also, Ya Allah. Allah, do not deprive us, Ya Allah. Allahumma la taruddana khaibib. 
اللهم لا تردنا خاسرين يا رجاء المؤمنين لا تقطع رجاءنا يا رجاء المؤمنين لا تقطع رجاءنا يا رجاء المؤمنين لا تقطع رجاءنا إله العالمين يا الله دون سبوينا وحب سي الله ويفل حبين يومسي الله We have full hope in your forgiveness, Ya Allah. We have full hope you'll grant us this taqwa, Ya Allah. We have full hope you'll grant us your muhabbat, Ya Allah. We have full hope you'll give us the muhabbat of deen, Ya Allah. We have full hope you'll grant us istiqabat, Ya Allah. We have full hope that you will protect us, Ya Allah. We have full hope you will guide us, Ya Allah. We have full hope you'll keep us steadfastly in our last breath, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you have, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you are the most merciful, Ya Allah. We have the best of hopes in you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, surely you won't disappoint our hopes, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we don't deserve anything, Ya Allah. We definitely don't deserve anything, Ya Allah. But you are most kareem, Ya Allah. Kareem is that being who gives those who don't even deserve, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are your undeserving servants, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you shower your karam upon us, Ya Allah. You shower your rahab upon us, Ya Allah. You shower your makhfirat upon us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you look after us like the little baby is looked after, Ya Allah. اللهم واقية كواقية الوليد اللهم واقية كواقية الوليد اللهم واقية كواقية الوليد إله العالمين يا الله all those who ask us to make dua for them Allah, you fulfill all their needs from the ghayb ya Allah fulfill all their pious aspirations ya Allah remove all their difficulties and hardships ya Allah Allah grant them cure from all their ailments ya Allah Allah cure us and all one and all from all our spiritual ailments ya Allah cure from our physical ailments ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah all those who are present ya Allah all those who have raised their hands to this dua ya Allah you forgive one and all ya Allah you bless each one with your muhabbat ya Allah you bless each one with your nisbat ya Allah you connect each Each one to you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fulfill each one's needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Grant the best of dunya and akhirat to each one, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All the good that Rasulullah wasallam begged for, Ya Allah, we also begging for all the good. Whatever Rasulullah wasallam sought refuge from, Ya Allah, we also seeking refuge, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. You accept our duas, Ya Allah. What we have asked for, grant us that as well, Ya Allah. What we have not asked for, you should have asked for it, Ya Allah, without asking, grant it to us, Ya Allah. اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا تقبل منا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم فتب علينا فتب علينا فتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله واصحابه اجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله